You are listening to episode number 25 of the 5-Minute Popcast podcast. This episode is sponsored by Tink's Magical Vacations and Anchor.fm. Hey everyone, hey everyone, hey everyone, and welcome to 5-Minute Popcast. Book your magical Walt Disney World vacation. Call Tink's Magical Vacations at 833-88-TINKS today or visit tinksmagicalvacations.com. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Popcast. My name's Nick, also known as at Disney Adams on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And this week is an almost entirely Star Wars Galaxy's Edge podcast. As many of you know, the dates have been released for opening in both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And... Really excited to talk to you about that. Just make sure if you don't want any spoilers and you want, you know, the utmost surprise when you go to the parks, uh, be warned that I am going to talk about different things going on in the parks. Again, you won't be able to see it, but if you don't want to hear it, you know, make sure that you know you've been uh, fairly warned. Um, Before we get to that, though, I want to uh, bring up a couple of announcements, Um, one of which is Disney, one of which is uh, a little bit more personal to me, and that is I am officially a travel planner specializing in Disney Vacations, and I work with, you guessed it, Tink's Magical Vacations. They are a sponsor of my podcast, and I've absolutely fallen in love with with the entire uh, group of planners they have. Um, They're extremely knowledgeable. They've been a huge help to me. Um, I've loved having them all on my podcast, so I've joined up with them, and um, I've gotten through my training, and I'm officially a uh, travel planner, um, which means I work with Tink's, and they are a Disney-authorized earmarked agency, so our commission comes directly from Disney. We're no extra charge to you when you book your Disney vacation. Um, I can be reached directly at the 833-88-TINKS number. All you got to do is dial extension 742. As a launch, and for uh, all my listeners, I am offering a $25 gift card upon full payment of your um, Walt Disney World vacation when you book with me. Um, I, I hope that you guys would enjoy that, and just make sure you let me know that you uh, listen to the podcast. Now let's get over into nothing but Disney, and uh, the big announcement that happened at the beginning of the week was uh, Disney Cruise Lines has announced their 2020 packages. This means that you got to get going now if you want to get into one of those ships, or onto one of those ships, excuse me. And one thing I have to say is that I've been checking on and off with the uh, Disney Cruise Line website, and it has been crashing a good amount. It has been down or having errors, um, just because so many people are ready to book. Um, You know, they, they released these packages so far ahead and people book so quickly that you know you do kind of have to be fast with it you know so if you're having issues or you're stuck at work make sure you call 833-88-TINKS um i know the agents that i i've seen talking between each other are all working together vigorously to make sure that everyone gets their packages um you know they've been on the phones for gosh days now and um you know they're really doing a great job so if if you guys are looking to get on one of the cruise lines for 2020 make sure you call in um i think that's gonna be the easiest way for you especially See if you, you live that busy schedule like most of us do. Um, so before we get into Star Wars, I just want to take a very quick break for um, our sponsor, and then we'll get right to it. All right, so we are back, and this is where we go fully into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. If you are avoiding the spoilers, you uh, have been warned. This is where the spoilers start. And um, for those of you who don't know a whole lot about the Star Wars uh, world, don't worry. I'm, I'm a slightly, I, I would say... a a little bit above novice uh, Star Wars nerd. Um, there's a lot I don't know, but um, I do read a lot about it, and I, I do really enjoy the universe. So I'll try to explain it the best I can. Um, you know, the main thing is, is you know, this, this is going to be at Walt Disney World as well as Disneyland. Um, now, I, I waited until um, today to record because I wanted to make sure that I had, excuse me, the opening dates 
for um, you know both parks. And on Thursday, they announced that Disneyland will be opening May 31st. Um, that is going to be the, the first one coming out this year. Um, it is a larger footprint than Walt Disney World, um, but it will not have the hotel once they start construction on that in Walt Disney World. Um, but again, this is kind of more of a Walt Disney World podcast. So, you know, I'll let you guys kind of look up a little bit what, what's going on at D- Disneyland. But I want to make sure that we go into a lot about Walt Disney World. So before we get into that, let's let's really kind of give you an idea of what's going on with Star Wars Land. So you're going to this planet called Batu. I'm assuming it's out in the Outer Rim. And in this particular location, this little, little city that you come into is called the Black Spire Outpost. Now, when you walk into this land, from what I understand, it, it's set up very cinematically. So your first look into this world is you're walking into a movie of Star Wars, something that you've never seen before. This is all new places um, with some old characters coming in. But really, they're, they're, it seems like they're trying to emphasize on making this new, making the guest be a part of the movie, be a part of this new great adventure. Um, and in that, so you walk in, and there's three distinct sections. Um, I'll get a little bit more into uh, the, the two, you know, Rebel and Resistance, or excuse me, the Resistance and the uh, First Order areas a little bit. But as you come in, right down the middle is more of like a marketplace area from what I've seen. And that's going to be more where you see the smugglers and bounty hunters where you can assist either side from what I understand. Um, you know, this is a very storytelling. The guest is really into it. You know, this this area is kind of where you don't fall into either side. But you are in Star Wars, so you do have to pick a side because there are good guys, there are bad guys. There's the Resistance, and there's the First Order. So if you go into the Resistance Forest, and you travel down these trails, you come out to a base that's set up by the Resistance, who's trying to hide out from the First Order. And there uh, there will be a, a ride, which um, unfortunately will not be open. That's going to be called Rise of the Resistance. That's going to be opening later this fall. My speculation is um, they decided to open the park, um, or the land in Walt Disney World in August, in lieu of that ride not being done to kind of alleviate um, some of the park goers going over to Disneyland for Star Wars. Um, Again, you know, this is kind of my assumption. They will be opening it hopefully later this fall. You know, I've been talking to a few people and it may be even next year. Um, I'm staying hopeful that it will be next fall. They've been pretty quick with everything they're doing. Again, that is a very big, very immersive uh, ride and uh, show system. So who knows? But anyway, you know, before we, you know, really get into the rides and what's going on in there, I want to kind of explain a little bit more. So on the completely other side of the Black Spire outpost is where the First Order have set up more of a a military compound. And I I actually, I I can't believe I forgot this, but over in the Resistance area, they, what I understand is going to be an A-wing and an X-wing, full size right there. Um, You know, you're really going to feel like you're at these bases. And then when you go over to the First Order side, you will see a tie. You're really into this um, world that they've created. And again, there's going to be characters everywhere. So in that, I kind of want to go into the, the, the character and cast member costumes. There's going to be a lot more characters than what you see throughout the parks with these, you know, characters walking back and forth to different areas to meet and greet. This is going to feel like you were, like I said, in the Star Wars movie. Um, There's going to be characters just walking around. But not only that, the cast members are also going to be dressing up in more Star Wars-y attire, um, you know, to kind of follow in that line of what the story that Disney is trying to tell at the park. From what I've heard from a couple different sources, I'm not sure how true it is. 
the, some of the cast members are actually getting a little bit of training on how to um, improvise a little bit in conversation so that, you know, you're not just saying, oh, you're from Hoth, and, you know, they you ask one question, they get caught up. They can actually kind of give you a little bit of banter. I'm sure all of them are going to have a lot of training on Star Wars, or, or um, they're going to pick the guys who really love Star Wars to be in there. So they also have a part of this story as well. It's it's all about this full immersive story. You feel like you're in Star Wars, especially once they open up. Um, they're going to be opening up a hotel that will be directly connected to um, the Star Wars land, the Black Spire Outpost. Um, and that's going to be a, a, a fully immersive hotel even with the storyline. You're going to have credits. Um, you know, your room, you're going to be on a starship traveling out um, to, you know, uh, uh, to go to the Black Spire Outpost on Batuu. That's going to be cool, but, you know, I, I don't want to get too far into that yet because that's, you know, still just starting. Um, I really want to get into what's going on at, at the park, what you guys are going to be able to see come August 29th. With the grand opening of Star Wars Land, um, they're also going to be opening up a new style ride um, where you get to ride on the Millennium Falcon. From what I understand, it's it's a new style queue system. I, I'm sure there's still going to be some level of line, but you're going to be able to explore... Uh, all of the Millennium Falcon while you're waiting for your turn to be on one of the pods in, in the cockpit. You can play some hollow chess, you know, press different buttons, pull levers, you know, really walk around. I've seen some pictures of the hallways and stuff, and it, it looks absolutely spot on. But, I mean, can you really be surprised with Disney? So, um, you know, again, you heard me say pods. They ha- they're going to have seven pods for this ride system, which holds 42 guests all together, which means you have six-man teams. So once it's your turn to go up, you're with your six-man group, or six-person group, excuse me, I shouldn't say six-man, you're kind of briefed by Hondo um, Onaka, who's a animatronic, which, if you've seen any of the pictures, he looks like a cast member dressed up. Um, I thought it was a really good costume until someone said, no, that's an animatronic. Actually, I think I read that as an animatronic. Um, but he is from Clone Wars and possibly Rebels. Actually, I think he is Rebels as well. Um, and he's he's got a smuggling mission for you. So, you know, you're on the Millennium Falcon, you're in this First Order, you know, docking area, and... You get to hop on this ride, and, and, I mean, if it's not enough that you get to explore the Millennium Falcon, a full-size Millennium Falcon, I think even just seeing a full-size Millennium Falcon, I would geek out beyond belief. I'm going to have to figure out a way not to pass out every time I turn around a corner and see something new that's really awesome in Star Wars. But um, once you're inside of one of these seven pods, you have your six-man team, if you've been briefed, you know what your job is, you're going to hop into this cockpit, and it's got a 360-degree view there's over 200 working buttons. It might be 200 or over 200. I think it's I think it's right around 200 working buttons and levers that you can use to control, um, including light speed. Um, so you're going to work together with your with your crew, and you're going to run this mission. I don't believe you can fail. You will be rated on how well or poorly you do. And again, because this is a storyline, that will carry on with you. So if you, you wreck up Hondo's ship, he's probably going to give you a little bit of banter when you walk past his animatronic leaving. Um, anytime you walk up somewhere, you're using your magic band and everything's going to be linked that way. And, and your Play Disney app. And, um, you know, so you might even have a cast member sitting there serving you some blue milk. And they're going to say, so I uh, hear you're really junked up the uh, Millennium Falcon back there, you know, and kind of start messing with you about it. Uh, it's really all around a, a great experience. In that, I kind of want to start talking about what you see inside of this land. Again, you know, a lot of this is um, stuff that has come out recently. So if you've read it, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I just want to make sure anyone listening can really get the understanding of really what's going on there. Uh, my favorite thing of all that they have going in the parks is the, or into the park and the land is uh, food and drinks um, that they're going to be serving there. The first of which is Oga's Cantina. This is uh, what you expect of, you know, a world famous, um, you know, smuggler bar. You're going to see pilots, smugglers, bounty hunters walking all over the place. Um, and, you know, there, there's, Talk about unruly guests and um, adhering to Oga's 
Oga um, Gara's strict code of conduct. So I have a feeling you're going to see some fun, uh, you know, role playing happening uh, between the the cast members who are costumed, and um, I'm really excited about that. It's uh, it's DJed by uh, no other than the uh, DJ R3X. He was a former Star Speeder 3000 pilot. Um, so he's going to be the DJ, and from what I understand, a good amount of um, artists came together for the music um, in this cantina. So let's go outside of the cantina, um, even though I can't wait to be inside the cantina. We're going to go outside of the cantina, and we're going to go over to the milk stand. Uh, that's right, you're going to be able to drink blue and the new green milk that is famous in the Star Wars world. Um, you know, Luke loves his blue milk and uh, apparently the green milk in the newer movies. And um, these are going to be frozen drinks for kids and adults. Um, it's like a little uh, snack stand. I can't wait for that. Uh, I love to try the new little um, frozen drinks that they, they offer, so I will definitely be uh, enjoying that. And then the main food area is going to be the Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. So um, this is going to be a working hangar bay that you get to go in and eat, and uh, the story is uh, Chef Trano Cookie Tugs uh, docked a food freighter uh, full of exotic offerings right on the side of this this loading dock, and um, he's serving all sorts of great exotic foods. From what it looks like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to say a picky eater, um, I don't go too, too exotic, but I do like some, you know, um, some of it looked, it looks very ve- vegetable and fish ridden. I could be wrong. I got to look a little bit more into that, but it looks interesting. It's definitely something I, I want to try out. I, I can't say that I won't try it at least once, even if it's just for the experience. Um, but there will be indoor and outdoor seating, which I like. So, you know, if you're going later in the season, like I am this year, I'm going in December to go to Star Wars land, um, and see the out black spire outpost. Um, so, you know, sitting outside in, in a slightly cooler weather, might be nice, um, but you do have the indoors for those rainy days and the super hot days. Um, I did not read if it was air conditioned or not, but I would assume so. So past that, you know, they have a lot of new shops coming in. Um, something they did in uh, the Pandora area over in Animal Kingdom is they had uh, uh, they had that shop, and they also had an area where you can get your own little working um, banshee and. That's something that I, I think they kind of banked in on. It was definitely something that everyone had to have. Um, I know I wanted one. They were able to create the uh, creature stall. So from what I, it looks like, you know, you can get things like little porgs, different little creatures that, you know, move around. Um, very similar to what you're going to get over um, with the Banshees, like I said, in, in Pandora. There might be some cool twists to that. But then you also have the Toydarian Toy Maker. Um, you know, you explore the whimsical workshop filled with, um, handcrafted toys made it by local artisans. So this is where you're going to get your Star Destroyers, your, your, uh, you know, your speeders, your, your different toys in the Star Wars lore. Again, when you're here, everything is Star Wars. There's, you are at the Black Spire outpost on Batu in the Outer Rim. You know, this is a fully immersive thing. So your shops, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get everything from that world, from the Star Wars world. So then we also have, um, Doc Ondar's, uh, Den of Antiquities. So this seems like it's going to be more of like a collectible shop. From what they're saying, they're artifacts collected by um, legendary antiquities dealer. So you're probably going to get stuff from around the universe um, in the galaxy of Star Wars. Probably a little bit for more adults, I would assume. Uh, you know, I, I could be wrong. But then we also have the Black Spire Outfitters. This has been a huge talking point for a lot of people because it is not, you know, just a t-shirt with Mickey on it or a t-shirt that says Star Wars. It is, you can buy a costume, tops, bottoms, everything that you're buying is something right out of, you know, the pages of any Star Wars book you've ever read or any of the movies you've watched. It's not clear that um, 
you can wear the costumes because there are pretty strict costume policies, especially for uh, adults um, in the parks, uh, just because they don't want you know people to get mixed up with cast members and, and just other people in costumes. But um, I'm sure that that will be something that will be addressed. Um, and the last thing that I really want to talk about, I, I kind of saved this for last because this is the thing that I think is the coolest. If you've been to Hollywood Studios any time in the, the, the recent area of, I want to say the past couple of years, you've been able to go, um, as you leave out of Star Tours, and create yourself a lightsaber. Now, I'm actually, you're going to hear some crackling because I'm grabbing mine. Pretty much what happens is, is you get what looks like a flashlight, and it's got rivets on it that you can build with uh, different modular pieces uh, a lightsaber. Um, again, you choose the color of your, your hilt, and, you know, you, you, you put together your button system, and, you know, but it is plastic. It's a little bit bigger. It's, it's something, you know, it's a big box brand um, type style. I like it. It's really cool because it, it definitely has a little bit of sound effects. I, I don't know if you can hear that or not. Um, I'll let you kind of... But it, you know, it really... It was pretty cool, and I was really excited about it when it came out. I know one of my kids did the double-sided one. Uh, my other son mimicked Darth Vader's, and then I went for a little bit more of a Mace Windu with the uh, purple color uh, blade. So what they're doing now is they've, they've really doubled down on this, and it's called Savvy's Workshop, hand-built lightsabers. This is to me, the coolest thing. From the picture that I've seen, it looks like it's like it's more of a brush metal, roughly around four pounds in weight. So this is something more of a collectible style lightsaber that you can build. And, you know, so you go into this, this Savvy's Workshop and you're met by the gatherers um, who are going to kind of guide you through the creation of your lightsaber. Now you have to pick your own kyber crystal and you kind of, you pick your, your, your type of discipline and there's four different ones and I'll kind of go into those. Again, for people who um, don't know a lot about Star Wars lightsabers, that big, you know, wavy wandy sword that looks like a like a, a light bulb that can cut through things, or a flashlight that can cut through things, um, that's what I'm talking about. Um, this one looks really, really cool. So the first discipline is peace and justice. Um, so you kind of you use scraps and different stuff from the you know the, the different broken down Jedi temples um, and starships in Republic era. Um, lightsaber designs that you find and you know you go that route or you can go for power and control it seems like this is more of like a dark side kind of thing um you know forged by warriors um you use different objects in your lightsaber um to be rumored as remnants of the sith homeworld and abandoned temples which makes sense because they are in the outer rim and that's kind of close to where the sith are from um then you have back over to more of the light side it seems like the elemental nature um discipline and that's, you craft your own lightsaber from special components born from the Force. It's a little bit more Force-driven um, and, you know, energies created by all living things type deal. The last is uh, protection and defense, which still seems more of like you're on the light side of things. Um, that incorporates a, a hilt materials bearing, um, bearing mysterious motifs and inscriptions that reconnect users with the ancient wellsprings of the forest. Again, those aren't my words. Those are from the website. It, that seems like it's more, again, you know, light side, if you can't tell, is very into the, the forest and it, it being in everyone. Um, if you don't know what the forest is, that's what gives a Jedi and the Sith, uh, their powers. The Jedi being the good guys that believe in lightness and, and honesty and, and, uh, modesty and all, all that fun stuff. And then the Sith who believe believe in power and and utilizing anger and, and um you know attacking so they definitely have something for you know anyone's nature i know my oldest loves seeing kylo run in the parks 
he always wants to join when we go see him. So <laughs> I'm sure he wants to go down the road of, of the Sith. Whereas me and my boy Emmett are probably going to be, and my daughter actually, are probably going to be more on the light side because uh, we want to, you know, fight for the, the Force and, and uh, you know, protect the galaxy. So that's about all I have, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that you guys aren't deferred by the amount of guests that there are going to be. There are going to be a lot of guests, but keep in mind that also could mean that there's going to be a lot of guests at Hollywood Studios. You know, again, there's going to be a lot more people, so they are going to be there for other days. And they're going to be at other parks, but you might get lucky and get on a few more rides. I don't know. I haven't really been there for an opening this big. I'm going to find out this year, uh, even though I'll be there, you know, a few months after the opening. But, you know, please don't let the uh, the crowds defer you. Um, there's a lot to do at the parks. Even if you have to take an off day and go to Disney Springs or head over to ESPN, um, it can be done. Uh, the Tinks planners will definitely help you find things to do um, while you're there. Um, so make sure you call them if you're, you're kind of weary on it, especially if you, have, if you have a trip that you just booked and now you know the dates and there are your dates and you're nervous. Give one of the planners a call at 833-88-TINKS and um, ask them what they think. You know, see what you can do. Maybe you can move it, you know, or, um, you know, just find some other cool things to do that might be a little bit further away from Galaxy's Edge. Um, so, again, thank you so much for listening, guys, and stay tuned for next week's episode. It is going to be a Disney dining episode with none other than the Pollyanna Buff. And uh, Lee Cockrell will be coming back on. He was the executive vice president of operations, as well as head of food and beverage ops for both Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World. So he's going to come on and talk with us about food. For more from the 5-Minute Popcast Network, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for at 5MINpodcast, and we can be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Slacker, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Be sure to leave a review.